Be inspired by the best sales professionals, sales leaders, and coaches in the world of B2B sales. From IT services, medical devices, through to coaching and consulting companies, these principles will help you accelerate your sales performance and growth. Using models from the best-selling book, Inspire, Influence, Sell, and award-winning programs from Focus for Growth, you'll have the inside track on the psychology, skills, and systems used by the world's best sales teams. We'll hear from some of the best sales leaders from some of the fastest growing businesses in the world. They don't achieve record-breaking growth by chance. They have a proven sales and leadership approach and a laser focus on growth. You can hear exactly how they do it, one conversation at a time. This is the Inspire Sales Podcast, and I'm your host, Justin Lee. Welcome to episode nine of the Inspire Sales Podcast. In this episode, we're going to look specifically at negotiating and developing and sharpening our negotiating skills. Now, if you haven't had experience of negotiating or you've had a bit of experience of it and you struggle with it, you are not alone. Negotiating is one of those skills that takes a lot of practice And it's also one of those skills that if you meet a customer or a buyer that's really experienced at it and they know what they're doing, they can really put you under pressure as a sales professional. And there's a really interesting balance of power that plays out. So negotiating is our topic for today. Now, before we go into today's topic, I will remind you there are eight previous episodes of our Inspire Sales podcast. Each of them walk through the sales process step by step. If this is the first time you've listened, this is the first episode, and you just want to look at negotiating, then absolutely this is going to be relevant. But I also encourage you, go back through each of those earlier episodes. One to eight talks you through each of the stages of the sales process. It's the foundation for all of the work we do with our clients in Focus for Growth. We get some amazing feedback from not only the content, the principles, but there'll be some nuggets in there that you can take and use in your business straight away. Everything we do is actionable, and it really is about implementation and helping you grow your sales territory, grow your region as much as possible. Of course, grow your business if you're a leader in a bigger business. So, Do whistle, stop back through those previous episodes. But let's talk about negotiating today. We talk about a number of different tips for negotiating. The first thing is about time. So whenever you're in a negotiating situation, a lot of people start to rush a negotiation. They feel this pressure that's built by either the customer or as a salesperson, you feel pressure from your organization. So they rush negotiations. And what happens when you rush negotiations is you move too far, too fast, which means you give too high a discount or too much value away to the other party without really seriously considering what you're doing and considering what they would accept from that negotiating position. Because actually very often people are prepared to pay the price that you've put in place. They're just negotiating for the thrill of it, actually. A lot of people like negotiating, especially when they're negotiating with someone that doesn't like it. So take your time, slow down, be comfortable, get yourself comfortable, see it coming and have that conversation with yourself. We talk about mindset in this uh, podcast a lot. Have that conversation with yourself where you stay calm, stay considered, pause, reflect, don't rush, certainly don't talk over people, create more space. The person that is most comfortable in a negotiation usually comes out with a better deal. Now, once you take your time, you get comfortable, you've primed yourself, you're prepared. The other thing to consider absolutely is to, to have a list of points of negotiation. What are all the different areas where you and the customer can trade value? 
So the customer will have things that they're looking for. Number one on that list, obviously, is going to be price and discount, but there will also be other things. Take some time to map out the different elements of value that you create for customers and do the same for the customer. So what are the elements of value the customer can create for you that if you could gain them from that trading position in the negotiation would add value and would give you some room for maneuver? There's lots of different things. We have a list that we use uh, where we talk about the different points of negotiation. We talk about you know, discounting. We talk about free trials, maybe using additional stock because stock or service tends to cost you less than physical money than the actual value of the product or, or service. Maybe think about trading and coaching and where that comes in. Maybe sponsoring events with the customer where you get access to their customers. So actually, that's a, a win-win for you and them. Maybe thinking about payment terms. Could you get them to pay sooner? Or if they want extended payment terms, you know, what's the value exchange for that? Maybe upgrades, maybe data and reporting. The customer may be able to give you or you may be able to give the customer. There's mutual value there. You might be thinking about the contract term. If somebody signs up for a one-year contract, is it possible to get three years if they're looking for a, a greater discount? What about volume commitment? What about percentage commitment? You know, Could you get 100% of their orders in the category or at least a percentage that you and they are happy with? Could you get order schedules or some kind of vendor-managed inventory? They call it VMI these days. Could you get some testimonials from them if they get the right experience from you? Could you get access to their network and referrals to their network? Could you get access to all departments in their organization so you get full utilization and full uptake of the products? Could you get them to agree to quarterly reviews so that you can start to track and manage their account and make sure that you're getting optimal sales revenue from the business? Could you get new product evaluations? Could you get their senior management engagement? There's all sorts of things that are negotiable in this stage of the process with the customer. And if we don't think about what those negotiables are, we can often overlook them and not ask and just feel as if we are constantly being asked for discount by customers and just having to give all the time. And the you know, key principle here is trade, don't give. So know all of the different points that you can negotiate on things that you'll ask for the customer, ask from the customer for, and things that they may ask for you. So be prepared in advance, list all those things out, and then consider it as a trade-off, nothing, not something that you have to feel you have to give all the time. That can really balance, you know, equal the balance of power between you and the customer. And there's this principle in a lot of negotiations called the professional flinch. And if you may have seen it without realizing you've seen it, if you're in sales and you've, you've dealt with a lot of customers, especially kind of buyer procurement type customers, what they'll do is they will purposely flinch when you deliver either a price or you talk about a deal you want to strike. And they'll flinch because that what that does is it creates pressure on you. And sometimes when a customer asks you for something and you can't give it, if you learn that flinch, if you learn to do it yourself, and it is as simple as just, just a sound that you can make, there's maybe something like, gets the other person under pressure, just puts and applies a little bit of pressure to the other person when you flinch. It makes us uncomfortable when we experience that. And it's why often actually doing these things in person or at least on video, at the very least on video, is really valuable because people can see your reaction. And when you react in that way, it switches the pressure from you to them. And that, that's really valuable for you. But we need to be careful with customers. We always want to focus on the outcome. You know, the outcome is long-term customer relationship, 
giving the customer an experience that they want to repeat with us and they see high value in it. So we have to be careful in these negotiations that we don't lose sight of the outcome. That's really important. And that we are always aiming for a win-win between us and the customer. So it's so important that we win and they win because from there you get significant value moving forward and, it, and you and they want to continue. And then there's a couple of phrases that I really like. And both of these phrases I learned from an incredible book. If you haven't read Never Split the Difference by Chris Foss, it's really, I can't recommend it highly enough. It's such a great book. Obviously, I recommend my own book, Inspire, Influence, Sell, and the other book, Coaching Leaders, equally. But Chris Voss's Never Split the Difference is superb. And in that book, there's a number of different practical tips to use in negotiations. There are also a number of incredibly fascinating stories that Chris tells about his his time as a hostage negotiator for the FBI. But it, there are a couple of areas where it, I immediately picked them up once I'd read the book. And the first one is in the key negotiating phrase. So to ensure whenever you are trading with somebody, trading value, you use this phrase, if you, then I. So in the example of a customer asking for discounts, so you might say, well, if you could commit to this volume term over this time, so it might be, you know, Put in the fill in the blanks, right? 100 units over 100 units a year over three years, and you sign a three year contract. Then I could look at the discount, and so it just makes things conditional. So, anytime you're in a trade off with a customer, if you get yourself to repeat that, if you then I, if you then I, becomes your mantra through negotiations, a really useful way to keep the customer engaged and manage that relationship through a negotiation. And then the second key negotiating question, so you've got a phrase, which is if you, then I. Second key tip from the book, Never Split the Difference, is this simple, if you get to a point where you think, you know, the customer's asking for too much, I'm backed into a corner, to use this question, how am I supposed to do that? So the customer asks you for something, you know, really, you know, perhaps too extreme, perhaps uh, too great a discount, to simply say, oh, you know, how am I supposed to do that? really interesting that what happens is the customer then starts to justify from your position and they start negotiating with themselves it's really it's a fascinating response to that question simple as simple as how am i supposed to do that the customer switches the customer's perspective to your own and they start to negotiate now interestingly if the customer doesn't answer it first time they might say something like well you know that's that's your decision to make, Justin. You, you know, you're the, you're supplying me. You're trying to sell me this stuff. Just ask the question again. No, but then you might say, no, but seriously, how am I supposed to do that? And you'd be really surprised at how effective that is as mechanism, as a means to handle that challenge when you're in a negotiation. And so start to think about how you use some of these principles for negotiating. I'm just going to run through a couple more and then and then we'll. And then I'll ask you to kind of think about how you're going to use this in your business. But one of them is a principle called price anchoring. So this is when you've stated a price or you've stated a position on a service or a product, and you just keep repeating the price. If the customer's negotiating with you and they might say, well, you know, can't you say, let's say you know, an item costs a thousand pounds and the customer's saying, well, I, you know, my budget is 800. Then rather than starting to talk about the 800, you just go back to, you know, so how close to a thousand can you get? Or how much more could your budget allow to get you as close to a thousand as possible? And you just keep you keep anchoring to the price that you've stated, so that you and the customer are fixed on your price, not theirs. And that again just gives you an element of influence throughout that negotiating discussion. 
And price anchoring is really valuable because it just keeps the value high. Even if you start to move from it, you might say, well, you know, I can, we could look at 3% from the £1,000, but you always keep the higher price in mind or your price in mind because it cements it in yours and the customer's mind or anchors it in your mind. And it maintains a higher level of value that you're discounting from rather than talking about the actual price they pay. Really interesting way of approaching it. And then finally, to think about the pricing increments. I said earlier that when we have a lot of pressure in a negotiation, we can find ourselves moving too far too fast. And that almost is a we become a victim of the pressure that's created in a negotiation. When you're calm, when you're considered, when you've done your work beforehand, when you look at your pricing increments, actually consider that what we should be doing is moving slowly in smaller increments. So when you think about, you know, discounts of one to 10%, you might think, well, there's 10 points between one and 10%. Actually, there's an infinite number of points. You can move by one and a quarter percent, one and a third, one and a half, one and three quarters before you get to 2%. And then you can do that in every increment between two to 10. So there are lots of ways in which you can start to slowly creep discounts rather than jumping to round numbers. And we do it very often without thinking. Lots of people go to round numbers. When you think about unround numbers, unround figures, smaller increments, what happens in the customer's mind is that the perception is that there must be a lot of value in your product if you're only prepared to move in such small increments. And it does help you and them especially when you're agreed on the value it's going to create for your customer, helps you and them to keep that perception of value really high. And of course, you know, you will be adding a lot of value to your customers with your products and services. Otherwise, you wouldn't be in business today. And these are the small techniques, the refinements that help keep price and keep your value within your business because margin is so important to protect in sales roles. Yes, we want to gain and close business, but we also want to make sure we do it at the highest level of profitability possible because that fuels the organization, keeps the sales engine running smoothly and maintains the highest level of value for our own business and the teams that work around us. It's really, really important that we take this to heart. So hence the specific episode on negotiating. I'd love to hear your thoughts. We've covered a lot of principles there. I'd love to hear your thoughts. What is it that you're doing in negotiating? If you'd like to talk to me, if you'd like to reach out or share some of your best practice, I'd love to I'd love to share it on a future episode and we'll start to collate the pieces of feedback that we get. But if you've got a red hot tip for negotiating, I'd love to hear it. Please get in touch. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode, our, our final episode in this season, where we'll look specifically at your personal growth, your development, and how you start to build a development plan and this principle of lifelong learning in your sales role that's going to benefit you, your customers, and your business for the future. So I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. I look forward to seeing you on the next one. Take care. Until then. Genuine thanks for listening to the Inspire Sales Podcast. We hope you enjoy learning some of the most cutting-edge sales techniques and getting close to some of the greatest sales leaders in the world now and in the future. If you'd like to explore further, please feel free to visit our website, focusforgrowth.co.uk. And if you'd like to take our Sales Acceleration Scorecard and discover your sales and influencing score, then check out the show notes for the link in the bio. If you have enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button. If you know people in your sales and leadership network that you think would like to listen to, then please share this episode with them. I'd be very grateful. If you'd like to get in touch with me, please feel free to do so. If you have suggestions for further guests, or if you'd like to appear yourself, please contact me or my team. 
You can connect with me. I'd love to hear from you. My social profiles are in the show notes and I look forward to being with you on the next episode. Thanks again for listening. See you soon.